Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we, we welcome you. Hello, Randy. Good morning. <laughs> it feels like we just talked a few minutes ago. <laughs> because we did. Yes. We, we've been very excited about this episode. There are, there are so many little Easter eggs and goodies in, in uh, Envoys that we, uh, we, we've been talking for a couple of days now. So like, did many. you see this? I found this. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun Easter egg hunt for everyone, I think, on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've really got an eagle eye. You have really gone above and beyond. <laughs> I so. think, well, going um, frame by frame on some of the things probably helped. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy how much stuff is in there, and like deep deep cuts of things oh, that yeah. they're they're like the deepest. <laughs> I think mm. the only deeper you could get would be have somebody from like Phase Two that had never actually appeared in Star Trek. <laughs> Oh no, have the guy who was on the station in the motion yeah. picture who was supposed to be in phase He's two. On. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Have, have Zon show up. Just, that would yep. be cool. <laughs> He'd be dead <laughs> by now though. Uh well Spock wasn't. If yeah. oh well, that that's time, right? true. That's true. So and he was younger than him. Spock. So never mind. He could still be around. Yes, if if anyone's time. listening from lower decks, there's your there's your idea for the day. <laughs> Oh, Trey J. Mark 617. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, hey. I, yes. I harassed him to come see the live show, and now he's here. There he is. Hey. So, welcome. Thanks for coming. Hey. Cool. Uh, we uh, actually related to that. Uh, let's see. I might take that off there. Uh, we have a question for the chat room this week. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're trying something new. Uh, we actually asked in, in the Camp Kittimer, which is Trek Geeks uh, chat room or a Facebook group. So um, so let's put that up there. It, it, the question is, what would your cybernetic implant do and what species created it? Because we have uh, Rutherford, who has his cybernetic implant from Vulcan that seems to do a little bit of everything. I'm not exactly sure what, what the point was. I, I feel like he chose to have the upgrade as opposed to there was an accident or something we still don't know that well there's the way that certain people have talked about it it sounds like he chose to do it mm -hmm. so i guess we'll just have to wait and see how it's explained on screen because it, hmm. yeah in some ways it feels almost like somebody who wants a trill like they they don't feel special without having a, a, a you know like they don't feel joined almost, he's he's got a kind of that like oh whatever I'll just go wherever they, they put me uh, sort of feel to him. So maybe he was looking for purpose. Mm -hmm. It's and hard to say. Vulcan, you know, it's very logical. So, yeah. Uh, but this question is uh, provided this week by Ian Carroll, who's Lieutenant Bodie Cooper in the chat room when he's here. But I think he's actually in uh, improv class right now. So I know. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. It's, it's mm -hmm. okay, Ian. Ian sure. no, we're, we're, we're cool with it. Uh, -huh. <laughs> uh so uh i see that you're wearing uh as am i a fanset pin i'm wearing two oh is that it's uh laurel is that correct 
Yep, Laurel yeah. and Cornwell because well, they work nice. well together. <laughs> I uh, I just wish that they would just do something with time travel and just bring her back. <sighs> like if we sorry, could that, I'm 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 mourning in my in my heart for Katrina Cornwell. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, they had, yeah, I'm not even getting into that, but there's a whole thing with the, they have robots that can fix the side of the ship and do all sorts of things. Why didn't they send a robot in there? <laughs> there was no reason for her to die. Maybe there wasn't enough time. That was a spoiler, by the way, if anybody hasn't seen season two of Discovery. Sorry. Maybe I'll retroactively go back and edit that in for the audio version. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think if you watch our show, you should just assume everything will be spoiled. Because yes. we, we can't possibly not talk about it. We have been yeah. very good about not talking about the episodes we've already seen. Mm -hmm. But but uh, that, you're not getting that out of us. It's been over a year since the end of season two of yes, Discovery. That, so, okay. you know, I think that's a fair amount of spoiler time. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the cool thing. Oh, and then I'm also wearing uh, it's uh, an Aurelian, which is uh, kind of the bird people from the animated series, which we will talk more about later. Um, this is Alec Ohm, who was a Starfleet uh, historian. So but the cool thing about these pins is that we also have a discount code. We are sponsored, which is like really cool. I've never had a sponsored podcast. We're sponsored by fan sets. Mm -hmm. And so we have if you if you like fan sets and if it's not just Star Trek pins, it is. Uh, let's see, what are there? There's there's uh, DC Heroes. There's uh, all the the shows from Irwin Allen. Uh, there's just all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, things that are very specific fandom. And uh, but we have a lovely discount code of Infinite Trek, all one word, and you get fifteen percent off your entire order. And that works for uh, gift cards or anything like that too. So that's crazy. That things yeah. like that are never available for gift cards. So that's really a, yeah. A that's good why deal. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and the today there's actually two new Star Trek pins released. There are which, two. Yes. Let's see. I got photos of that. And if you're listening to the audio, we will uh, probably post a link in the show notes. So we have uh, Aaron looking for the picture. There it is. <laughs> we have the uh, Voyager slash Deep Space Nine com badge. Mm -hmm. And we have, uh, what is this? Oh, I always Major Hayes. Hayes. Major Hayes. I always call him Colonel Hayes for some reason. He's not. Mako's uh, represent. Yes. They have a Mako pin as well. So if you want to get the him and a Mako pin, you can you can pair them. Kind of yes. like what you did with Lorel and, and uh, Cornwell. Oh, Cornwell, yes. So, and we've Indeed. got the uh, DC bombshells up there. That's kind of cool. Uh, the Batcopter. I did. I, I did some stuff with DC for um, Batgirl and uh, oh, um, I forget now. Another character. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, 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 um, bird, uh, it's not Birds of Prey. It's it's uh, Black Canary. That's it. Yes. It's, well, it's, there's a lot of projects that I've done between now and two, three years ago. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, so, yeah. No, we did. It was fun. Oh, and Starfire did like some oh, some postcards nice. of Starfire coming to Fort Lauderdale at the time. So I did like these the set of fake uh, travel postcards mm. featuring her all over Florida. So Perfect. that was kind of fun. Yeah. But so, yeah. So if you want to drop in and, and check out the pins, feel free and you have a discount code. Infinite Trek, all one word, 15% off. Yes. So, exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, so should we dive into the show? Into the, the, the episode review of Envoys? 
Yeah, hang on a second. I got to go get in the shower, wet myself down first because they don't let you in the pool if you're dry. So I'll be, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was the rule at our public pool when I was growing up. That's literally the same. We just got an above ground pool. Our our friend who lives in an apartment wanted to swim because as you know, everything is closed right now. Uh, So we have a backyard. And so he bought the pool and stuck it in the backyard. And so now we have a pool to access, which is pretty awesome. Uh, But it's the same thing. It's like, you must take a shower before you go in. So we're doing the same thing. We're like rinsing off and then, then getting wet and then getting, then rinsing off again. It's a lot of water, but it's, yeah. oh yeah, it's 105 today, I believe, uh, for the next few days. And we got to notice right before the show started that there's possible rolling blackout. So if like last week when Bill disappeared, which turns out a car hit a transformer and that's why he disappeared. He was not out of phase, nor did he get pulled into a wormhole. Uh, none of those exciting reads. I know it was just boring power issues uh i might disappear at some point and it'll be the brandy show uh or brandy no. might disappear uh, like yeah. freezing because of her internet so we have a that's our that's our thing on the show mm-hmm. yeah anybody it's, could it's disappear at any moment <laughs> and, the, and the thing is is that the internet works so great when it works oh, but of course we have we've had and when you're not recording oh yeah yeah when i'm not well actually no it'll be It'll always go out when we're in the middle of watching something. So because we do only streaming stuff. And so it's very annoying. But um, I'm it's it's really frustrating because the Internet signal itself is excellent strength. But there must be a loose connection outside somewhere. We have had a very Hmm. windy spring and summer, like just wind almost every single day. And when I say wind, I'm not saying a slight breeze. I'm saying (laughs) winds of 20 miles per hour or more. So I think that's what's happened is that the connection is loose. Like cables? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we have the same thing. Yeah, but when we first moved in, we were having, it was like, just up and down it was like that didn't make any sense why it was like stopping when it did or you know so like yeah. we called them and apparently a tree was pushing the the cable and so it uh it was disconnecting it from the house so hmm. because we don't yeah. own the house we don't actually have the, the the rights to cut the trees and stuff like that which we don't mm. want to anyway uh so they just need to be trimmed properly so that's that was improved so yay well it's, uh, it's too bad that you don't live here because my i know company or i could send my people yeah, exactly <laughs> oh we just swap it yeah yeah we'll just combine into like like crisis on infinite earth we'll just squish it into one world perfect perfect <laughs> and then you know we could actually well we'll be in the same neighborhood person then. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> actually talk face to face for real oh, you know. that would be nice it would be nice. It would be nice. But hey, we do what we can. Yes. And we're lucky that we have this yes. medium in which to chat. Yeah. No, it's just the technology that we have. Actually, today I'm going to a birthday party in the evening. Not going. Ooh. I am Not going. going. Virtual I mean, birthday party. Virtually birthday party. Yeah. Which I had my 50th virtual birthday party or birthday party virtually. And it was actually a lot of fun. We watched a, a cheesy movie and you know did sort of mystery science theater to it. And uh yes. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, so I imagine tonight will be just as fun. So it's yes. uh, actually it's Lisette's birthday. She's uh, an age that I will not mention because I don't know how people feel about that. <laughs> so happy birthday, Lisette! Yeah, I don't and, I don't care how old uh, I don't care about people saying my age because I think I look fabulous. I think you do. Too. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I wasn't fishing for a compliment, but okay. but thanks anyway. So we all need compliments whenever we can get them. <laughs> Absolutely, we we need to build each other up, not tear each other yes. down. Yes. 
Uh, in fact, that's actually what happens in this episode. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really amazing support by the the first the officers in charge of of uh, Rutherford's duties. Just like yes. the fact that they're they're very supportive about him wanting to change careers. Actually, that's that's. Uh, what the story is about. Well, we've got the the a plot. Uh, bleh, sorry, the a plot and b plot. And the a plot, I believe, is really uh, Boimler and Mariner on yeah. a mission to deliver Corinne, uh, a, a Klingon chancellor, I think, to a, a he's peace a, talks. Or... He's a decorated uh, war general. Boy, I know that, that much. Thing, yeah. So, but so, yeah, he has to go. He has to be there for some peace accords. <laughs> yes. And they, sorry, they I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh no. about that. No, it's it's, it's well, not he, funny that a battle-hardened uh, <laughs> general, Klingon general, is going to be at at peace accords. That should not make me giggle. Well, he he's definitely uh, sauced enough to to do it. He's. <laughs> I look, they're in the shuttle. They're going down, and you turn around, and and Mariner and the Klingon, who who know each other, uh, are just drinking. And and Boimler's like, "Where did you get flagons? They have like, mm-hmm. the, the, the big cups." They are also, a, as far as I know, singing the Klingon drinking song. That I wondered about that. That was the, one of the things I I, I my Klingon is yeah, so I didn't well, know. I, the reason that I know that it's that it was familiar to me is because there was an episode of a podcast that I did with my friends Liam and Nick back when we were at another place doing a discovery podcast and we were talking mm-hmm. about Klingons on that episode and Liam and Nick sang the Klingon drinking song. So and it ends the same way as this song. So I'm going to say it was the Klingon drinking song. Okay. I, I I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, I, I can find. I should have looked up the translation, and I didn't. And now okay. I feel terrible. One thing we'll I do could is have we'll, done. No, we'll put that in the uh, the Infinite Trek uh, Twitter feed because we need to start populating that. So actually, and if you want to follow us, you can. Speaking of, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Infinite Trek. Yeah. So we're going to yeah, the I, socials. Yes. This week, I'm well, and, and if you're listening to the audio only, this is where I'm going to start posting all of our visual Easter eggs. I'll do that <laughs> over the course of the week. So you've got enough time for the spoilers to be gone because I don't want to tweet them out the very first day because I watch it at 11 o'clock the night that it comes out or whatever, midnight Pacific time. And unless it's an animated series Easter egg, and then I will tweet that on my own account because that I just can't keep to myself. Yeah, of course not. Why would you? <laughs> I, no, no one expected what, you to. It's been forty <laughs> something years that I've watched that show, and and it only is just now starting to get some love. So it's for me, it's like it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the, the a plot is they're taking him down to the the planet, and things go wrong. Basically, uh, the the shuttle he sh- flies off with their shuttle. They're stuck on the planet, and. Uh, Mariner's just like no problem. We'll just we'll just call the Cerritos and have them beam us up, and we'll use the uh, the auto return function on the shuttlecraft. Nope, there's an ion shield covering the planet, so there's no way because she didn't read the brief. Well, she skimmed. I, the used, brief. I skimmed most of it. Yeah, and read some of the uh, the captions mm-hmm. of the photos. <laughs> so, but they're they're in little Chronos, which if you translate it literally says. Uh, Chronos, Chronos runt. So it's the 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 runt version of the city. Uh, and there's a there's other districts there. There's the Klingon district. I mean, sorry, there's an Andorian district. There's mm-hmm. a Ferengi district. Uh, oh, and a Ryzen district. 
Yeah, so, so the rise and district. Sort of, it's like an Epcot of of planets. Of you know, it's just the uh, that planet has like just the 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 it, what is the international pavilion of all of the countries. Yeah, except for the for at at these particular places, they're actually populated by the species that it's representing. Well, at Epcot, they do hire people. They hire kids summer uh, for the summer that are from that country. Uh, They used to at least. So you'd have Germans Mm -hmm. in the Germany Pavilion, Mm -hmm. French in the French Pavilion. Mm -hmm. Okay, well they did. I I believe (laughs) that they try. They but try. I don't believe yes. that they don't always succeed. No. Well, I don't know what they do anymore either. This is the last time I was there was 2007 or something. Well, the so. last time I was there was never, but everyone else <laughs> in my family has been there. My brother lives in Florida and we went out for a wedding. And so we were like, okay, wedding or Disney World? Um, Disney World. <laughs> so we, we did that and we, we went to the wedding, but it was. Florida compared to California or the West Coast is so much shorter and smaller. Like we drove from Tampa to Disney World in two hours. I'm just like, we well, mm-hmm. wouldn't even be in San Diego yet. <laughs> it's like so no. great. So yeah, yeah. So that was our that, our that was my side trip to to Disney World. Uh, so they're they're having adventures, but on the ship, uh, Rutherford is I guess promised Tendi that they would watch a what was it? What was the stellar phenomena? It was a, a pulsar. Pulsar. Yeah. And she's just like, well, I, you know, some people just don't do what they say they're going to. That's fine. Because he was busy. Uh, he was crawling around the Jeffrey tubes for like what a week. And then he had to go back in to realign them. <laughs> yeah. I think it had been like more like three weeks and it was going to take him another week to uh, calibrate them. Calibrate them. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, he was in there uh, aligning them because when he came out, he said that oh. they, his conduits were aligned as hell. <laughs> Which is what your your username is on. The, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're if you're watching the live version, we all we've changed our names and uh, Brandy is Brandy aligned as hell, Jekola. Mm-hmm. Nice, you know it. <laughs> and I'll get to mine when we get get there. Oh yes, <laughs> of course. That was one that n- a lot of people didn't notice. Oh, I, I noticed I it immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but he decides that like, instead of trying to figure out a better way to get involved in, uh, to figure out a way to go see the pulsar, like maybe ask for time off. I don't know. Uh, but he, he decides, Oh, I just have to switch jobs by mm-hmm. eight o'clock tonight. So I have time. <laughs> so oh, was, I, think, to... I thought it was eight o'clock the next morning. Was it eight o'clock the next morning? Okay. I wanted to say it was eight o'clock the next morning. So yeah, that's what I think. I think Okay. maybe. I don't know. Like, What's day or night in space? How do you true. know? True. In that, in space, it's always night. That was the beginning of our, our improv show. <laughs> that is true. It's true. And well, the thing is, is that even if it's daytime on the planet you're visiting, that doesn't mean it's yeah. daytime on your ship. Yeah. So, yeah. There was one of the books that I recently read from Dayton Ward talked about the, the almost impossibility of syncing up the ship with the planet and if you do then the other side of the planet isn't synced up because it's like Mm -mm. what what part of the are you talking to is it like just one continent or so i thought it was really interesting but miraculously whenever they go to a planet everybody's awake that they're trying to get in touch Mm with yep and at their desk it feels (laughs) like they're just like like do you just never leave your office yeah, it's weird. <laughs> you just happen to get there during business hours. Okay, that's awfully convenient. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, except for what was it? First Contact on TNG, the, uh, the the episode, not the movie. I think they they found uh, the woman, uh, the the scientist. She was uh, it was nighttime. She was leaving the office or something like that. So she they got her just as she was going. But yeah, yeah, but she wasn't uh, like in bed. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> that should happen. That happened to Janeway a lot. It seemed like. Yeah, well, it's so happened to Picard a few up. times, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's only when it's plot convenient. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the person's just there. I'm just like, I think an alien's going to call me at any time now. I'm going to just wait here before I go home to my family. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. Yeah. Uh, so he basically goes through a ton of. He goes through what is it? It's uh, he goes from engineering to where is, where is his first stop? Medical. Uh no, it wasn't medical. Was it? Yes, it was medical. Was it medical? Yeah, I think no, it was med- medical. It was medical. No, it was, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, we can go through the different that he goes through. He goes to uh, command. It might have been that one. Uh, then he tries medical. Uh, there's security, and then he ends up going back to engineering. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Dave the Mod says, command, medical, security. So, thank you. He's but on the it. medical was great, because it's like, the robot said I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think his, uh, his logical Vulcan implant was uh, just not... Keep, it was just keeping him from being able to lie to that guy. About, oh, wow, those are dilithium burns? How are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> How are you still alive, man? oh that was yeah i feel like that would probably be me i mean i could do the the (laughs) the technical part of it but i don't really think that my uh (laughs) that i'm gonna have the the patience i've been a patient way more than i think i could ever be around people like that i'm i'm good at putting up a front for myself but other people i'm like no whatever you just just deal with yourself yeah and i'm extremely empathetic so i would be the one just like no you're gonna be fine and, you know, no matter what I'm thinking in my head, what's coming out of my mouth is going to be calm and reassuring. And you're going to come through this just fine. We are going to take care of you. Just relax. Is everyone relaxed now? Yeah. All right, everyone, oh, close your like... eyes <laughs> and focus on your breathing. Welcome Sorry. to Infinite as ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to get really close to the mic and start whispering? We should do that for like April Fools. I think that would be fantastic. And now I'm triggering Dave's ASMR. Oh no, Dave the mod fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> no, he's just got the tingles. Yes, tingles. I know how Actually, to trigger. I discovered all ASMR. ASMR when I had my heart transplant because I couldn't have anything but Tylenol, and that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So I had to figure out a way to just trick my body into feeling better. Mm. So, Good uh, so he went. Th- okay, let actually we can kind of dive into the Easter egg using this. When he went to command, we had yeah Easter eggs are are our jam. Uh, when he went into command, he there was a callback to uh, insurrection with the joystick. Uh, do you have the the quote? <laughs> what he said. I don't, uh, but, I don't have that quote right oh, in front of me. At the okay, I've got it. Hang on. Uh, so yeah, it was 
definitely suggestive because he's the the motion that you might see him doing is what you think he's doing. It's like mm-hmm. nothing compares to the firm hot pulse of a joystick in your hand. <laughs> so that was not suggestive at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, he's even got sort of the Riker like kind of scruff that uh, that he was sporting in, in Insurrection. Yeah, he's got, he's got a, the permanent five o'clock shadow. Well, well, Ransom is definitely like a dude, bro. So it's not surprising that those words came out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, is he also related to the other Ransom? That was something I didn't think about until like just this week. It was like there's there's Captain Ransom on Voyager. I don't know. I don't so. know that. I'm curious if they, I mean, they've had similar last names or the same last names in other times before. There's been a, an Ensign Janeway, so I don't, there's no reason yeah. it has to be connected, but. Exactly, because there are many people with similar or the same surnames who aren't necessarily immediately related. If you go back far right. enough, we're all related, but. It's true. Uh, in the same scene was also the Janeway protocol. <laughs> Which we don't know what it is, but we're assuming that it has something to do with time or temporal temporal rifts rifts or something. (laughs) Yeah, something time travel. And that's that's the funny thing is I feel like everybody was saying, oh, yeah, the Janeway protocol. Wait, do I know what that is? Like all the viewers were like. Is this a thing I should know? Am I a bad Trek fan? (laughs) 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 Because I don't know this. I don't think so. No, no, not at all. But uh, oh, this is kind of cool. The, the 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 first act that uh, happens before the uh, episode uh, intro <laughs> seems yes. to they all seem to be unrelated to the rest of the show, which is kind of fun. So it's like a mm-hmm. like a what was yesterday? I think Dan was saying it's like it's like a short trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was it's kind of fun. So it it uh, started out with a transdimensional energy being coming onto the ship, which felt very much like the child in fact mm-hmm. visually it looked pretty similar except for the it was that was more of a pixie and this was more of a solid ball but well uh, you know once once he's expended a lot of his energy he looks that's very true. He, pixie he, he did look like that yeah <laughs> oh yeah also when uh yeah so basically this this energy being comes on uh they grab him and mariner's like oh we can use him to get things <laughs> Because he's a bad guy, and so they make him give her a tricorder. Which I would, my my like logic alarm went off. It's just like you have a replicator; you can make a tricorder. Why is this such a big deal? Uh, but well, yeah. in her work, does she really use a tricorder? No, I guess maybe she doesn't so have access to it. That could be she wouldn't she wouldn't have access to a tricorder, and she wanted the fancy one with the purple stripe, right? <laughs> Which is kind of interesting that you never think of Star Trek as having the, the equivalent of like the new iPhone 11. You know, <laughs> <laughs> people really want this this new tricorder with a purple stripe. Uh, and then and then the uh, he expends more energy to give her a battery, essentially. Mm-hmm. And as he flies off, he's like, "Die, human!" <laughs> like, <laughs> it flies into the captain who's coming trying to come up with her own uh, version of engage or hit it. Uh, she's like, "How does this sound to you? Warp time, or it's it's warp time." <laughs> Which no. was great. I know she's like, "Is that good for you?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> please don't use that." No, please don't. Please don't. That's not no. Uh, no one's gonna take her seriously if she does that. No, 
Uh, so as we go into the first act and then we go back, uh, we, we uh, get Boimler talking about this choice uh, job that he got of doing the shuttle, the envoy uh, to the planet surface. They're in like a repair bay. And in the background, you can see a Type 6 shuttlecraft, which was uh, first seen in TNG and Darmok. Uh, but in universe existed further than that because in the very last episode of TNG when they did all the time traveling, it was mm -hmm. there at, in the very beginning. So at yes. least at the beginning of the series. Uh, so yeah, so that was great. They, uh, they get on the shuttle and when they're, you're going down to the surface, uh, Mariner falls asleep. I don't know how long this trip is, but, uh, and she is <laughs> going off on this dream that she's having. Uh, Moons of Nibia. Uh, it's Star alive. Trek to the wrath of Khan. <laughs> yep. She's, she's dreaming yep. the movie. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out at first. I mean, when she said the buried alive thing, I'm like, buried alive. Was that the sentient cave thing? And then when oh, she yeah. said Moons of Nibia, I went, Oh, I know what that's from yep. because it's one of my favorite sentences that uh, Khan utters in the entire film because he does it solo. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round perdition's flame before I give him up. Nice. Yes, and then the the whole the the buried alive comes from. It's like you know, I'll do far worse than kill you. I've hurt, I've hurt you, and I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me, as you left her, marooned for all eternity at the center of a dead planet, buried alive, buried alive. <laughs> <Come on! laughs> Sorry, it had to be done. Yes, and his expected. his overacting, which in universe is supposed to be overacting, but it just feels like. Shatner being Shatner. Yeah. Well, he had to make shit. He had to make Khan believe that he didn't have a way out. Yeah. So, you know, he had to be convincing. Yeah. Uh, and as they're when the they get the wake up and she's talking with when they finally pick up Corinne, uh, they basically imbibe a lot of blood wine. Mm -hmm. uh, so the you can see the bottles when they when they land. Uh, is the same as it was done in uh, made in Deep Space Nine. They always have like the empty bottles. I think that might have been from Jadzia's wedding. This picture, I'm not sure. Could possibly be. So, uh, and there's there's a ton of Klingon bladed weapons in this, which I did not screenshot every one of them. I know the the Doctar Doctarg. I'm someone who speaks Klingon. Maybe Barry Shifo even is like, no, that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure she'll let you know. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, so the little tiny um, little bladed weapon, she had that on the ship. Uh, later, we see uh, in the the bazaar some other bladed weapons on the background, which are just more um, batleths and things like that. So it's pretty cool. They found all the different different types of weapons, and they so they stuck in them there. Uh, so, um, but the... I think the other oh the other thing in the Klingon weapons they had the uh, the disruptors. There's a whole <laughs> set of disruptors in this bazaar that they they crossed through in the in little Klingon or little little Chronos. Uh, and from what I can tell, the the translation of the Klingon is either weapons or arsenal. I kind of like arsenal better, but mm. other people are saying it's just weapons. So, uh, but they have Klingon disruptors and and rifles and stuff that we've seen. But they also have a disruptor from the Kelvin universe. So that's a story I'd be interested in hearing how mm -hmm. that happened. So, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Wormhole. 
Yeah, everything can be explained by wormhole. True. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it'll be a future uh, plot point. I wouldn't put it past. I mean, I don't think so. But given the amount of detail that they put in, I could see them pulling something from a background later. And, you know, hey, remember when we saw this? (laughs) Expect that you're supposed to have seen it, too. Mm. Um, In this bazaar, though, we see a ton and and on this planet, really, just aliens galore. And so deep, deep cut aliens. So we have, I'm just going to kind of go through them, even though there might not be exactly the order that we uh, encounter them uh, in the show. There are Octurians, which were people that are kind of out of focus in the background in the uh, star, the, the Starfleet uh, air tram port scene in Star Trek, the motion picture. And you can tell it's them because I took a, a publicity shot of the aliens and they have like the same little briefcase and everything. So, mm-hmm. and in Star Trek, uh, in the, in the script, they were supposed to be clones. So the only way to tell them apart was by their clothing, but hmm. these look different enough that I don't know if that's actually accurate. I mean, that was never on screen. So, you know, this is actually the most we have ever seen of the Octurians. I believe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the backsides of people walking away in a cartoon. So, yeah. Oh, and speaking of air tram, on that same place is <laughs> what looks like an air tram that they've just sort mm-hmm. of repurposed. Uh, that was uh, a, basically a flying train, they called it. So uh, we were, we were jo- and, and in that same spot or that same uh, area is a TOS era shuttle, original original series. And we were saying it kind of feels like somebody took a, an old police car or a Winnebago or something and spiffed it up and did their own design <laughs> on it because it's. <laughs> got like the same stripe and stuff but it's like now tan and they like fix the window a little bit and but yeah other than that it looks it's like they painted out the 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 yeah. uh, registry and the what the ship it was from and just yeah yeah they, they modded it they made it their yeah. own yeah that was pretty cool uh as we continue into the bazaar we uh see Kalons, which we first saw in uh, Half a Life, and they are known xenophobes, which I'm not quite sure why they're on this planet. <laughs> they didn't strike me as people who would ever go away, but their son was having problems, so maybe they had to relocate or something. It was that was that yeah. was it, right? The son. I, they were trying to restart it so it didn't die, or no? I don't think that had anything to do with it, or was it? Yeah, no, yes, it no, was he because was. he was working on that project. Yeah, and, he and they're like, to finish oh. it before he died, yeah. but it was his time to, you know, commit ritual su- suicide. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and, and that was a, that, that that was the episode where I'm like, okay, Deanna Troy's mom is not annoying. Like Luxana was magnificent. Yeah, yeah, you just you you can understand where she's coming from and it gives you a whole different feel like what she her whole attitude is a lot of a put on just hiding Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that she's dealing with which is what a lot of people do yeah we all have baggage it's all in how you pack it dave the mod said aftermarket shuttles (laughs) (laughs) oh look a couple of comments earlier he has a great explanation for why there's a kelvin blaster in there oh okay uh let's see (laughs) Ah, <laughs> replica from the films. The Kelvin films are entertainment in the prime universe. That's good. <laughs> I like that. It's fantastic. Nice. There was a, one done. of the books that they had recently was 
Uhura and everybody's sitting out. It was out right after their five-year mission. And somebody had taken their mission briefs and turned them into entertainment. Mm-hmm. They're like, the show had like it had like this, it was like the adventures of the enterprise, and it had this slanted uh font, and they're like describing the font the Star Trek font, and and it's like, wait, what? This didn't happen. This is crazy. <laughs> I was like, is, and then there was like, is that a paper mache Eiffel Tower? And that's actually a callback <laughs> to like the gold key comics. There's just like some weird random stuff. And like, th- did they actually think this is what our missions were like? <laughs> so yep. I like the idea that what we see as Star Trek actually probably wasn't even that. That's what I said mm-hmm. about the animated series, that it was just your, you know, uh, it was their version of like Disney films <laughs> of, of what Star Trek was like. Mm. So um, let's see. After the Kalons, we have, uh, let's go to the Lurians. <clears throat> Excuse me. Didn't even, so, I didn't even catch that. I mean, I saw it and now that I see it, I'm like, oh yeah. But at the time. It's also very stylized in some ways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the Morn from Deep Space Nine is a Lurian. And also in this this image, we have a kind of a bonus of the Andorian coming after him with the uh, Andoria uh, Ice Miners tool at the U- Ushan Tor. Is that how you pronounce it? The that? Ushan Tor, yes. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Um, and let's see. That was that's when they were in Little Andoria. And, uh, oh, before I go to the next one, going back to the beginning, uh, along with the uh, motion picture people were the Evora, which are from Star Trek Insurrection. And I knew I had seen, I was like, I just had to keep looking through random aliens. It was just like, I don't know what it's like. It's from a recent film, I think. And it was just so I, I finally came across that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there are two more that I'm sure that I know from somewhere, um, but I can't place it exactly. And I think uh, Dayton Ward said, when in doubt, it's a, oh, shoot. Rigelian. Rigelian, yeah. But it didn't, I don't know. I didn't find an exact match of the Rigelian. But uh, so there, speaking of animated series, from there are two animated series callbacks, which is pretty awesome. Uh, in the big scene of the bazaar, we have a score, which is a S-K-O-R-R. It's one of the bird people from the animated series from the Jihad. And there's also, an, like my pin, uh, another bird creature called the Allure, Aurelian. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I had this conversation with Dan online about, <clears throat> good Lord, sorry, that the, the he, he said, oh, it could be an Aurelian. I'm like, no, there's actually very specific. Uh, it's the same model. It's the same design model. And they just changed slightly the plumage. So they removed what looks like a fur bikini on the Aurelian. I don't know. This it doesn't. Uh, and yeah. he, and the score also have like bigger uh, feathers on their neck. So, yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but it's just like the, just looking at them. I'm like, okay, if you go back and you can see the score doesn't have the he doesn't the, have the, the fur bikini. Nope. <clears throat> doesn't doesn't so have the groin a, plumage. No, the groin plumage. <laughs> and there's our episode title. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure Bill is going to love that. <laughs> ah. hey, you can blame and the me. other. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, the other uh, TAS thing is what everybody was was screaming about. They're like, did Aaron see this? Because <laughs> this is the obvious one. It was a Vendorian. Vendorian. 
Vendorians are shapeshifters. And it was originally voiced by Ted Knight from uh, Mary Tyler Moore fame. Hey, Lou. So, uh, <laughs> yes. He, uh, he was friends with Lou Scheimer, who did the, uh, was the president of uh, Filmation. And he had a, a part that was non credited, but he also did the voice of the opening of the Super Friends. I knew that. So, yeah. So he did a lot of Saturday morning cartoon stuff. Yeah. So this was cool. Would... I love that the Vandorian had like the same design. It mm -hmm. was it was very faithful, but it was actually it looks just slightly cooler though. The way they've they've streamlined a few things. I'm like, oh, I like that better actually. Yeah. And then he, the whole thing is that uh, Boimler thinks that there's this old man, this old uh, Andorian being beat up, and so he phasers one person. It's like, you idiot, that wasn't an old man. That's an Andorian. <laughs> or I've been a Vendorian. And he, and he turns changes into, into back, hey, and he, he turns I'm into a little boy. <laughs> now I'm a little boy. Yeah, like I love that. I love that every alien race has da 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 da. Mm -hmm. In fact, you see the alien boy when they walk in to begin with. So he like obviously just took the the pattern of somebody else who was just around. So that was kind yeah. of funny. Yep. Yeah. And of course, the Andorians, being the suspicious kind of people that they can be, but not always are, there's like, oh, you let him get away. You must be working together. Yeah. And then the whole how they, she ends up, uh, Mariner, how it kind of diffuses that situation. Oh, that's where the Kirk Hands comes in, which is I'm Aaron Kirk Hands Harvey. She, it's a classic bar fight, which you will always get in Star Trek. And she just like flies at somebody and it's like, Kirk Hands like chops him it's like a karate chop yeah. uh and then she ends up instead of like hey you know we i could love to i'd love to hand you your asses but uh we have stuff to do so how about i just buy the next what five rounds of drinks mm -hmm. so yeah and of course you know everybody's liquor like, everybody's happy yeah. so so they lift her up on their shoulders and carry her off as, somebody as somebody's broke. touching her yeah mm -mm. <laughs> excuse me sir, i don't know you that is starfleet property you're handling ah <laughs> uh, that was that was uh classic uh, I, I, I don't know that was just i love the bar fight thing just because it feels yeah feels like trouble with triples or whatever <clears throat> so uh and then the there's the this is the deepest cut that i found i think it's the uh oriolo or no are uh, uh, what did we decide it was I, I said Ariolo. Ariolo. So, Ariolo, yeah. Uh, it could these, be Ariolo, but uh, that's hard. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. These are members of the Federation Council that you saw in the background blurred out in Star Trek IV. And they are centaurs, essentially. And, but you never see the mm -hmm. bottom of them. So, in animation, they were able to draw them. So, you see, see two of them just chatting with each other in this bazaar. So at first I was like, oh, they just made that up. And then I was just like, hmm, no, I don't think they've just made up anything. There might be an occasional like bumpy headed alien that is in the background that doesn't really necessarily mean anybody. But yeah. in this, after we saw so many very specific, I'm like, no, this has to be somebody. This has to be a specific race. Yes, so. definitely. Yeah. And, and you, uh, hmm? you And you were right. It has to be yes. a specific race. And you found it because <laughs> you are what's the word intrepid yes that's what i was, <laughs> I was gonna say for. i have nothing to do is what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> that's this is yeah. my spare time no. uh 
And then there's the Ferengi district, which we see on the way out as they're, they're leaving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that they they finally find uh, the shuttle, which is parked at the, in, on the steps of the Federation Embassy, and it's filled with parking tickets. <laughs> She's like, bye-bye. <laughs> he's like, you can't do that. It's like, what are they going to do? Send me a bill in space? <laughs> and, and he's like, fair point. <laughs> yeah, fair point. And it's like, we should just dump him off here. And it's like, that's not very Starfleet. It's like, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, she said, this may not sound very Starfleet, but, you know, let's just drag him out and put him in front of the end. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's not, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and as they fly away, you see, uh, or I, don't know, I guess this is when they're zooming in on that scene, you see the Ferengi district uh, off to the side, too, which is kind of cool. So you've got the, the building, which I first I thought was Romulan because it has kind of a big bird of prey on top but mm -hmm. going back and looking at the ferengi cities they all have almost every building has like this little sort of bird thing at the top so it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. and of course you cannot have star trek without having vasquez rocks <laughs> of some form or fashion and because you could draw it you can put them anywhere now uh, yep this is in a park so it's very green that's what you don't normally get you don't get like the grassy uh, Vasquez rocks. Yeah, it's so. uh, it's lovely. It's a lovely yeah. animation. I mean that I, the lighting. These and everything photos. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. These backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I'm really falling in love with some of them. Are just like I would take a screenshot and just use them as the background on my computer or print right. them out or something like that. They that is sort of a a carry through from the animated series, the original animated series, because they, you know, you have very limited animation that you can do on screen because of this time and budget, but you can make a really nice background and make it longer than it needs to be. And then you can pan back and forth. And so, yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah, so that's, is there anything else that, that you caught that I didn't talk about or. Oh, there's one thing. And I don't know the translation when she, when Mariner uh, and Corinne first uh, are goofing off and mm -hmm. he says that he's going to tell her about all his sexual conquests and she says all two of them um, <laughs> but there is there he also says to her uh starfleet has made you soft mariner and she yeah. says not as soft as you're and i'm pretty sure whatever that was it was penis so <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what she said that's all when they, they also were talking about running black ops back in the day and and, and Boyle was like what back in the day we're the same age yeah it's like <laughs> yeah that was so, uh hmm what has she done a, before now yeah it's either a um something like what is it uh the in the actual lower decks episode uh jacks cedo jaxta maybe she did something like that mm-hmm i think there was yeah. a jaxta uh mentioned i don't know if mm -hmm. it was this episode or the previous episode yeah i think that that might have been a like little shout out to the original lower decks episode yeah i'm i'm 99 sure that it's uh that it was yeah it was corinne who said it oh that's right yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way again not all klingon names have apostrophes in them i came up no. with a bunch right off the top of my head that did not have apostrophes so including wharf which is like the most famous yeah. one yeah because it's like okay there's eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen so i thought of 17 wow just without looking them up that we were... will put that on our our twitter account well i'll run yeah. those as a you know so you can you can go uh read also and and add your own if you can if you come up with them mm -hmm. uh 
So, um, why don't we real quick? Oh, there's. Let's check in with the chat room and see if anybody has uh, Dave. If you can pull out anything that uh, anybody might have mentioned about the uh, implant question, I'll mm -hmm. put that back up on the screen. This is the fun part of trying to to talk and do tech at the same time. And is, also keep an eye on the chat. Yeah, it's like I, I, this is where I need. That's the implant that I need. So uh, what would your cybernetic implant do and which species created it? And we do have some answers from the uh, Kittimer, or Camp Kittimer, which they mentioned the Kittimer Accords in this as well mm -hmm. uh, in this episode. Yep. Uh, so Eric Extreme says, being an EMT, I would have to say my implant would allow me to quickly recognize what's bothering my patient so I can ensure they get the proper medical care without having to go through a diagnostic process. Uh, and he thought that it would be created by the doctor on Voyager, and mm -hmm. Chris Orris said, realistically, the Vidians, which is probably true. The Vidians were this alien race that had a, a, a the phage. It was this uh, disease that yeah. was causing them to have their body parts basically fall apart. Uh, so they would go steal other organs and, and you know, non-diseased pieces. Yeah. Well, they had very advanced transporter technology because they would basically just beam the organ out of you. So it was, it was, oh, yeah, they that's were right. very advanced as far as technology. And yet, yeah. yeah, they couldn't, I think so many generations of fighting that just warped them a lot. So they could actually uh, probably cure the coronavirus though. They probably easily. could, they probably could, but they, yeah. you know, then they'd they, want our uh, organs at the same time. So that wouldn't be a good trade. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So, uh, yeah. Bill Smith from Trek Geeks, who was on last week, uh, said, uh, I think my implant would allow me to interface with any Federation aligned uh, technology to talk directly, almost like that port in Data's head. Uh, and he said that it would probably have been created by uh, Dr. Alton uh, Sung. I can't remember his middle name. In Inugio. The, Inigo? From Picard. Yeah. Yes, I, in a, I don't in, know. In a, something like that. Let's just say it is. <laughs> I could look it up, but I haven't. My my favorite response, I think, was from from Eddie Hagler. It's rising in technology, and you never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, people are just like everybody wants to go to Riza. Where do, why do they want to go to Riza? Yeah. It's a sex planet, y'all. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody's yeah. using the holiday. They even had little Riza in this. That's what we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, uh, is... the woman who was going to put implant eggs in Boimler's throat. Mm -hmm. Love yours are wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's chasing her away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how she squirted her with water. Like she was a naughty cat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she, she acted like she was. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Maybe that's a specific thing that they have. Um, that uh, Oh, Dave Lamont said uh, his response was uh, uh, Romulan implant that would make even make me even more snarky and an isolation. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Romulan implant that would make me even more snarky and isolationist. So. He doesn't actually need any help in that area. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Dave the Mod and Brandy are familiar with each other. We are. He is my husband. <laughs> and thank you so much, Dave, for, for he's in our chat room. He's helping uh, 
grab suggestions or whatever and and monitoring to make sure that we don't have any any bad people show up in the in the chat no trolls so no trolls um <laughs> oh yeah with, this is one thing we did forget the uh the blast shield this was uh blast shield it's okay. blast shield that goes up and it goes down blast shield, blast shield. <laughs> yep uh yeah i think that's gonna be one of everybody's uh favorite moments <laughs> in, in the entire series uh there is one thing that i before we wrap up talked about with a couple people is was the ferengi bit kind of racist or alienist there was basically for mariner wanted to make Boimler feel better about himself. So mm -hmm. she basically hires a Ferengi to pretend to be like the old TNG human, you know, Ferengi and try and steal something from them uh, on the planet. And she just pretends like, I, I, no, I think that's a Bolian. And so she just, she tries to act stupid so he can feel good about himself. Um, but then he kind of just, you know, she's like, can we keep this to ourselves? And he's like, we're in a shuttle of a circle of trust. And then immediately cuts to the bar with him just totally making fun of her, not knowing, uh, you know, what a Ferengi is. And then just just making like kind of the the horrible sort of impressions of the Ferengi. The, like, oh, he even did the hand thing, the humans. And you know, like, like that feels very much like how Quark feels every human thinks about Ferengi and why he didn't want Nog to go into Starfleet. Mm. Um, I I came at this from the idea that Boimler is book smart but lacks experience. And so he's never had any actual contact with Ferengi of any kind. So he's going to assume a lot because I mean if you if you crack open any kind of history book about any kind of race or group of people it's gonna be racist they're going to classify yeah. this whole group of people by a few characteristics which as we know isn't necessarily you know the what's a, the whole is all right. about so yeah. i think that that's basically where he was coming from and you know he again doesn't have enough experience to have figured out that mariner would absolutely in all the things that she's done in her life and the five ships she's been on have come in contact with ferengi <laughs> yeah so he so that doesn't even occur special to ops. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That doesn't that doesn't even occur to him because again he doesn't have the experience to back up the 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 book smarts. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no street I, smarts. Yeah. So that's that's where I came from okay. with that. And that's why but I just I really did think he is absolutely going to tell everyone because this is the first oh, yeah. time that he's ever looked cool instead of like a moron. Yeah. And and I did feel bad that he did that. I felt bad because I thought it was definitely taking the low road. And yeah. uh, you know, I think I don't know. That was why it stood out to me a little bit because yeah. I what I've liked about the show is that it hasn't been like humor at the expense of others. It mm -hmm. hasn't been like making fun of people or or even in universe or out of universe, but this felt like making fun of somebody a little bit. So. Yeah, it it was. And the thing is, is that 
I think she actually expected that. Well, yeah, and she was she was disgruntled, yes, but Mariner is the kind of person that does not judge her worth by what other th- others think of her, and that's obvious. Right. Yeah. So she was just like, yeah, yeah, ha ha, so funny. I'm going to go throw myself out of an airlock now. Have fun. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. You know, she, she was irritated that he said he would keep it to himself and then didn't, but I yeah. think she also knew that there was no way he was keeping it to himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's about that time on the clock. What? Uh, yeah, I know. No, it's like it's, I it's crazy. So many things I, I know. <laughs> I always joke that we need to have the Easter egg show and then like the show <laughs> discussion of the episode because it yes. feels like I, I'm hoping that next episode because I I did watch I have watched them but I've just watched them once. I don't want to. Oh, I just wanted like is there something I really need to know to prepare ahead of time before so i was like no okay um so on thursday i'll watch them and i'm just it feels like this maybe not doesn't have the same amount of easter eggs because that, that t- this was a this was a rough one <laughs> to admit, which is like all the screenshots and and finding all of that stuff was was crazy uh it was fun though i mean the, the deep cuts are just that's that just made me very happy yes and once again proving that yes the writers do no trek y'all yeah mm-hmm that's anyway. that that gets old it's it yeah. gets so old and i'm just tired of trolls and so it's no. just they're so predictable i feel like i've been so able to filter them out of this show better though than discovery mm-hmm. for some reason i don't know why maybe it's not as widely watched or it's a specific range the people who are like it doesn't look like star trek aren't there because it, no but it, they're, it they're so they're... much like it. I've seen people just say, oh, it's terrible. It's stupid. It's not oh, yeah. funny. It's horrible. Well, humor is subjective. Humor is subjective, yes. However, there, I really doubt that there is a person on Earth that wouldn't find one thing in an episode True. funny. Yeah. They would actually hate the entire yeah. thing. So, if they're but being haters honest hate. themselves. Yeah, yeah. haters going to hate, and you can't. You can't reason with people like that because they yeah. are beyond reason. And they also have really sad existences because they're never happy. Yeah. So uh, if anything, we should pity them, but we absolutely should not engage them. No. But if you want to engage with some creative conversation and that's actually positive, uh, you can join our Outpost 13 Discord or mm-hmm. you can chat with other you know, Trek Geek people at Camp Kittimer, which is the official Trek Geeks uh, group on Facebook. Yes. So, and that is a very positive environment in, in both mm-hmm. places. So that, uh, and and you can follow us and talk to us online if you want. You can follow me at Geek Filter on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Brandy on uh, Brandywine12 for Twitter and Brandy Jacola for Instagram. All one word correct yes correct okay and there's a lot of places you can find brandy (laughs) that that isn't just here she is Um, a busy busy person uh we have do you want to read through (laughs) your your list or you want me to 
<laughs> no, um, yeah, you can find, and, and the website's almost done for some of these. So okay. uh, I do the Vedic Assembly Deep Space Nine podcast with my friends Liam and Nick. Uh, Boldly Go, Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast with my friend Suzanne. Uh, the Unready Room is a live show that's every Friday night on the Kurt Rats Productions YouTube channel. It's a at, uh, it's a lot of fun, 6 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. No, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I know my time zones. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Dark Corner podcast with my husband Dave, who's the mod, and I do Woo. a solo podcast called uh, Head Cannon as well. And uh, you can find those at darkcornerpodcast.com. The Vedic Assembly and Boldly Go, you should be able to find soon on a website called hollowsweetmedia.com. It's having the finishing touches put on it, so maybe not everything is finishing up, but you can still find the podcast and all your favorite podcatchers. And there's a third Star Trek podcast coming to that family as well. That oh. hasn't actually started yet. Coming okay. soon. Cool. There's a lot of stuff coming. Mm -hmm. So much coming uh, at you. Yeah. It, I think that has a lot to do with also everybody being home. <laughs> I mean, like, like, hey, let's chat. Well, actually, this is this is my normal mode. There's just 23 I'm weeks a, of new Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm an introvert and I stay home a lot already. So. <laughs> yes. Well, well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I mean, more fun than we really should be allowed to have. <laughs> no, no, no. We should be allowed to have this fun. Okay. It should be legal. It should be legal in all 50 states. It's Yeah, I don't think it's 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 not like Romulan whiskey. It is not illegal. <laughs> right, right. So far. So I don't far. know about in Utah, though. No. <laughs> no, Utah. Yeah, we can't ship fun into here. They do no. not allow that at all. So... Yeah, you have to go across state borders for fun. Fun. Oh, okay. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, you can come and visit California. And hey, I'd love to. Made it through the entire <laughs> thing and there was no rolling blackout. So yay. Yay. <laughs> and my internet didn't go down. Yay. No one disappeared. Ooh. That means the next show will just explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh we were we kind of were. We've used up all of our on, luck. <laughs> we've used up all our luck on this one, and next one we'll both just fall yeah. out of the show at different and times. Then the chat room so. will be the, the, the people on screen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thanks it. again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you next week for what is the next episode's name? It is. Oh, it um, is temporal, temporal edict. edict. Yes. So that will be fun. And we may or may not have a guest. It depends. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I'm teasing something that might or might not happen. All right. I uh, will see you next Saturday, Brandy. I will be here, Aaron, and I'm looking forward to it already. <laughs> All right. Good night or goodbye, everybody. Good night. Bye. Infinite Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.